welcome to Larry Marini's America. This is our whiskey tasting tonight. We have uh, Steve Ollier, Greg Deerberg, and Mike Spreckelson. Could not make it tonight. Uh, besides being a craftsman at uh, Weberding, or uh, I'm sorry, at, uh, at Weberding's craft shop, uh, Mike is also a farmer, and the beans had to be harvested tonight. So, uh, anyway, let's start off with uh, whiskey number one, Steve. All right, number one, um, I gave it an eight for appearance. They're all very similar. One I thought stood out more, um, and one I thought was a little weaker. But this one I gave an eight to. A um, little viscosity, you run it up the, the glass, then got little legs to it um, the nose I got some caramel it was very light malty uh, maybe some apples and pears and then definitely I got some green oak going on there I uh, gave that an eight as well the taste you can get the maltiness out of that um, very light again oak towards the end I got a little bit of bread pudding going on with that malt and yeast and stuff I thought that was pretty good um, eight for that and then I thought the finish dropped off a little bit. It was short, all in the mouth, not a whole lot. I went down the throat at all. Um, gave that a seven. Uh, all in all, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, 31 total. Okay. This one here, I gave a seven on the appearance. I, I originally had a six on it, but uh, as I was looking at the viscosity on all four, I thought this one was the most, really. Um, it just seemed like it had legs all over the place. So I, I bumped it up to a seven. Um, the nose to me, it right out of the gate, I don't know if it's because of the first, first smell, but uh, I was getting heavy ethanol. And then I was getting black pepper, like a spice, and uh, thought maybe even a nice in there. Uh, some butterscotch, a little bit of caramel. I gave it an eight. The taste to me was very spicy, black pepper, it had some caramel coming with subtle butterscotch. I really liked the taste of this. I was, you know, quite quite pleasant taste. I uh, gave the taste a nine. The finish to me, I wrote it was medium but nice. It was a nice finish, but it was kind of on the medium side. And the spice carried way over into it, so uh, gave it an eight, total of 32. Okay. Okay, well, what I did, because I think all the... Irish whiskey's pretty much the same appearance. I gave them all a nine, because, and I thought one was a little darker than the other one, but uh, you, you just can't compare their appearance to a rye or a bourbon. So the nose, I gave an eight. Um, I, I smelled butterscotch, a uh, little pepper, and little earthy not much but maybe maybe it was uh wasn't real peaty or anything like that but maybe a little bit of oak and uh, i know there was a fruit there but i don't know have any idea what it was uh i think everything carried over to the taste except it got a little more peppery and um then i I, I couldn't tell the butter the butterscotch was still there for me, but 
I couldn't tell if it was caramel or vanilla that was kind of in there too. I gave the taste an eight. Uh, the finish started out pretty good. It was it was a smooth finish, but it wasn't that long, so I gave that a seven. Total of 32. That's a Keeper's Heart Irish Whiskey Plus Bourbon, 92 proof. Uh, there was no age statement on that, so I have no idea what it was. So, and I would say at 32, <coughs> you gave it a 30, 31, 31, 32, 32. So we're all yeah. in the ballpark. Yeah. Okay. Keeper's Heart. You said? Keeper's Heart plus bourbon. They plus. got a regular Keeper's Heart Irish whiskey. It's good too. And they got Keepers in American, Keepers in bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Out of Minneapolis, and it's Irish. It, well, that's why it's blended with stuff. It's Irish and whiskey. It's Irish and American whiskey. It's oh, yeah. Irish and bourbon. The, oh, yeah. the, the head distiller there actually came from Jameson, though. So. Oh, okay. oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Greg. Number two. Number two uh, gave the appearance a seven. It was. I thought it was a little better than the last one by looking at it, but uh, you know. The viscosity on the other one brought it up even with this one, but this one had nice viscosity too. Um, I thought they were pretty similar in viscosity. Gave it a seven. The nose, when I went from number one to this one, uh, it, it was like very sharply different nose, but then I, I couldn't pick stuff out because it was a subtle nose, but it was just like totally different from the last nose. And uh, I was getting a little bit of earthy. It was like a dry smell getting some wood didn't know what kind of wood just wood and dry earthy smell and uh, maybe a little hint of tobacco gave it a seven the taste uh, is getting the tobacco some cinnamon very light mouthfeel to me on the taste gave it a seven just thought it was okay um, same with the finish it was a little light dropped off fairly quick as far as I was concerned and gave it a 7 so I gave it a 7 across the board for a 28 okay Steve uh, the appearance I gave a 7 on this one as well um, the nose uh, I thought it was a little woody nutty earthy uh, heavy grains maybe a little bit of butterscotch coming through um, gave it a 7 uh, the taste man I, I thought it was really thin kind of weak um, got some grains coming in there maybe a little bit tobacco leaf a little bit of pepper maybe uh, gave it a six and then I thought the finish was very short very thin as well I gave that a six for a total of 26 okay okay again I gave the appearance a nine just because I gave them all a nine uh, I, I gave the nose an eight um, I, a little little woody uh, I could taste some butterscotch uh, not much pepper but it it was pleasant and uh, you're right you know, dry but like kind of a dried fruit mm -hmm. you know like a almost like a smell of a dried cranberry yeah you yeah know? possibly yeah yeah and uh so i i gave the nose an eight but the taste was a little bit thin i gave that a seven and <laughs> the the finish it just wasn't there mm -hmm. uh so I gave that a six for, it was a total of 30 for the number two selling whiskey in the world, Jameson, 80 proof. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Turns, turns out I'm not much of a fan of Jameson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
That's that's my wife. I, I've given my wife. I've had her try every Irish whiskey that you gotta I You got to mix it with Coke, man. <laughs> oh, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, but she takes Jameson on the rocks and, and adds water to it. It's oh, 80 wow. proof. It well, had that's to be good. Thin then. Cause, uh, and uh, she has tried everything. Every Irish whiskey I got, I got her the better, was it Black Jameson or mm -hmm. something? Try to get her better Jameson. Uh, no, I don't, I don't like that. So, well, hey, don't complain. That's that's cheap well, date, she's man. Cheap, yeah. She's a <laughs> cheap date. She, and, and with her taste buds, she's really a cheap date because yeah. I could give her a piece of bologna and I could eat a lobster. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. And she won't complain. <laughs> okay. So, number three, Steve. Uh, right, the appearance on this one, I thought it was the darkest one of the night. Um, I couldn't tell if it was viscous or not because it kind of went up there and just kind of hung out a little bit. Um, in the darkness, could be a little misleading anyway because they can add caramel to Irish whiskey, caramel coloring. So, it could be dark okay. artificially. I don't know. But just based on being dark, and I gave it a nine. Um, I thought this one had a lot going on. Um, initially, with the nose, I got some hay, some grass. Uh, light oak, uh, ripe orchard fruits, cereal and grains. I thought there was a lot, quite a bit going on here. I gave it a nine. Uh, the taste, I thought up front was very sweet, caramely. Um, caramel on the front of the tongue, so sweet as soon as it hits your mouth. And then it, the, the oak and grains came in. I thought the back had a little bit of mint, some cinnamon, um, and then a little bit of vanilla. Uh, I gave that a nine as well. The finish, I thought it was the best finish. I thought it kind of coated your tongue a little more. Um, had a little bit of pepper going on, and I uh, gave that an eight and score of 35. Okay, Craig. The appearance, uh, I put an eight on it, the highest one of the night. I, I should have maybe bumped it up to a nine. I, th I had thought about it. Uh, it, it, like Steve said, it was the darkest one, but you know, the legs, I kind of kind of was trying to look for the viscosity on that one at first, it didn't start off good. And then all of a sudden it started creeping down the glass and uh, I just think it was thicker than, than the rest of the stuff. It was just taking its time coming down the, down the glass. So I gave it a, an eight. The nose to me, I loved right out of the gate. Um, not sure what all I was getting there, but I was getting some butterscotch, some honey, kind of maybe some milk chocolate and some cereal. Um, gave her a 10 on the uh, nose and then when I tasted I was thinking man I hope this tastes as good as it smells and it did it lived up to every expectation but one thing I got on the taste I didn't get on the nose was spice mm. to me man this thing was spicy as hell and uh, very very peppery some corn cinnamon there was something sweet going on there but I didn't know what it was because the spice was dominant but it was a good sweet. It was coming through. I just couldn't make it out because, man, I couldn't get past that uh, spice. So I gave it a 10 as well. The finish to me was nice, long, and layering. Smooth burn all the way down. Gave it a 10. 38. Yeah, I made a note on here. I thought this one was more typical of a bourbon than an Irish whiskey. Just yeah. the way it hit. Yeah, that thing was, yeah, yeah that was, was pretty good. good. Okay, well, I gave it a 9. The nose, I got some wood. I don't know. It could have been a could. Could be just a little Steve. earthy. Butterscotch. Yeah. Uh, 51 minutes. Some kind of 
some kind of grain. I don't know what it was, but I thought the nose was great. It was a nine. I kind of waffled on the taste between an eight and a nine. Uh, but I wound up giving it an eight. Uh, and I guess just because I thought the nose was better. But the pepper really hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the pepper hit pretty strong on the taste. I still tasted the butterscotch. Um, some kind of a fruit. I have no idea what it was, but it was it was a great taste. The, the yeah, was it the sweetness? The, was that coming from a fruit? You think or or what? I I couldn't put my been, finger on that either. Was, but but you know the thing is, it really helped with the spiciness of it because oh, yeah. the pepper was really there. Yeah, and without some, that, it might have been just too strong. a little too hot. Yeah. Yeah, but it was. I thought it was great, and. I probably should have gave it a nine, but I gave it an eight, and I gave the finish a nine. I thought, again, kind of hot finish with the pepper. Um, again, the sweetness offset some of it. Uh, still tasted the butterscotch. Didn't taste any grain. Didn't taste any oak because the pepper and the sweetness was dominant for me. Mm -hmm. So I gave it a nine for a total of 35. And that is Red Breast, Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey, Cast Strength, 12 years old, 112.6 proof. Well, no wonder we like that one the best. Yeah, no, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a killer. That's no, a killer. Good. Yeah. That was expensive, if I'm not mistaken, when I bought it. Yeah. How much you think? I, I don't know off the top of my head. It's Under 100? It was over 100. It's just barely, oh, it I think it's just barely over, though, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember. But I got the, well, I got the, I got the regular 12-year-old that's, uh, I forget what the proof is, but when you drink the chaos drink versus that, I'll, I'll never buy another. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, yeah. the plain 12. It, it's good, but red dress is just, I mean, it's just super. But it's, <laughs> and... Uh, I guess that is maybe one of the real premier Irish whiskeys out there. About 120. Yeah, 120. That sounds yep. about right. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Mm -hmm. so, I really enjoyed that one, man. Yeah, that was that's good. That's why I say it's more like a, drinking a bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but again, it, it, it doesn't have the flavors of the bourbon. Yeah, but it, it, it just had a lot going on. Strictly Irish. A yeah. lot going on. A whole yeah. lot going on that one. Yeah. That's a. Uh, and you know, you probably should have saved that one for last on the order, <laughs> probably. Oh, I don't know about that. This this well, next one's pretty damn good too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's see. We want Steve, Greg, Steve. You did that. That's one. me again. Yeah, I think. Greg, starting you do again. Okay. So this one to me, uh, it was the lightest out of the bunch. Uh, there wasn't much viscosity going on with it. I gave it a five. Yeah, I did. I, I just thought, man, it, it ain't a whole lot here, man. And and nothing got much better than that. But uh, I'm going to be surprised here if you tell me it's some, some phenomenal stuff. Because uh, the nose to me was like some cut grass. I was getting like cucumber, like peeling a cucumber. A little bit of lemon. I couldn't really get much more out of it. Gave it a six. Then the taste was kind of like minty out of the gate slightly spicy gave it a six and it seemed like it got better as i drank it 
but at first I wasn't too impressed. And then uh, the finish turned into a decent finish. I gave it a seven, total of 24. Oh. Okay. You're a hater. Yeah, Steve, I guess. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think, I don't remember anybody ever getting a five. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, well, it was just because. Hell, he gave his water a seven. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it just, it, man, it was so light in color, and I was like, so I, I swirled it around, hoping that, you know, the legs would come through, nothing came through to bump wow. it up. I was just like, yeah, it's just kind of light, man, compared hmm. to bourbon, and I don't know. Well, I gave the appearance an eight. Um, I thought it was pretty close to everything else, you know, except for the color. Uh, the nose, I thought it was sweet, very sweet up front. Um, some butterscotch, uh, got some peach and berries coming in there. Um, some malt. I thought it was buttery then. You got, I could actually smell like butter. Um, I gave that an eight. And I thought the taste, we, again, I thought it was very sweet. I got butter in the taste again. Maybe some like buttered popcorn. Um, some more butterscotch, that sweetness. Uh, I gave that a seven. And then the finish, I thought it was a little short. I got the butter again. Um, then it went into pepper on the back of the tongue. I actually gave that an eight for a total of 31. Okay. Well, Again, I gave, I gave the appearance of non alcohol just because they're all Irish whiskeys. But uh, I gave the nose a nine. I I thought it I, I thought it was a little a little bit on the peaty side, but I, it had to me it had some great great flavors and was some spice, a little peppery, uh, butterscotch, and. Uh, I, I, I couldn't pick out the fruit, but I, I thought maybe kind of a raspberry-type fruit, but, but with the butterscotch, I, I don't know, but there was a nice sweetness that I liked. I gave the nose a nine, and I gave the taste a nine because I thought the taste was even better than the nose, and uh, I, I don't know what came out with besides the butterscotch, and it could have been just plain butter, like Steve said, but I mean... Mm -hmm. It, it was kind of a overwhelming butterscotch or buttery taste. Uh, I thought the spice was good. I gave that a nine. Uh, the finish wasn't near as good as the red breast, but I thought all in all it was pretty decent. So I gave the finish a seven. I gave 34 on that. And that's a Teewing Irish Whiskey Small Batch. 92 proof and uh, so my my totals was three red dress was 35 the tealing was a 34 keeper's heart was a 32 and jameson was a 30. can you spell this tealing yeah. tealing t-e-e-l-i-n-g i mean that's one of my favorite it's good, yeah. well what kind of price on this one about seventy. Yeah, if that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Age, no age on it. I don't think there was an age statement. Yeah, no age statement. Okay. But I think most Irish whiskeys are two or three years. Yeah, old. it has to be three. It, well, it's, it has it's, to be three. Yeah, it has to be so, at least three. So if they don't put an age statement, then you know they're three yeah. years old. Yep. But I, th I think all Jamesons are three years old. Yeah. As far as the uh, cheap stuff. Yeah. Even like the black or, or whatever. No, just a regular supposed to be age. What's the black? Is it? More proof or age longer or both? I don't know. Just because I, I, I never drink it. I drank some of that and I thought, 
I, I can understand if people, it's just like, I can understand where some people drink Basil Hayden, even though I hate it. Yeah. But that's that light proof, that 80 proof. Yeah. And the Jameson, I think you it's could, smooth. Yeah, and, I think you drink it like water all night long if you wanted yeah, to. Oh, and, yeah. And it's it just a good taste to it. And I can't imagine, I'm not going to try to change Nancy's way of drinking it. But I can't imagine putting ice cubes water and to water it. to it. Yeah. Oh, no, that would chew up. Yeah. You might as well drink water. But that, that way she can drink more. Because it tastes like if you put a big ice cube in your bourbon, you know, and then, like, you drink a lot of it, and then you fall asleep for maybe two hours, and you get more water than bourbon, that's what it's going to taste like. Well, yeah. well, to me, I, I don't know how anybody drinks cold bourbon now. I, I don't. Yeah. Or, or whiskey, well, I'll, whatever, I'll cold whiskey. One that I used to drink with the big rock in it was... Um, Booker's, and just because it's too hot. It, yeah, it had it always had a hot finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and nothing to me, never a whole lot going on in the finish. Just hot, just a lot of pepper. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I haven't done that. And the other night I hit a Booker's, and uh, when I got done with four ounces, I had a, about four pieces of chocolate. <laughs> it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and, and not. And so I got other stuff the same proof or even more, but it's not like Booker's. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm not sure if uh, maybe Booker's would be better if you just take a little sliver of ice and let it melt in there. Well, I think a lot of the Booker's blends are like the batches that they blend together are a lot of six-year-old stuff, right? Yeah. So I think maybe if it was aged a little longer, it'd be a little smoother. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not quite as hot, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's, uh, and, and I'll tell you, it, it, affects, it affects the flavors, the other stuff that's in it, yeah. to me. Yeah, I, I think adding an ice cube to that just opens up the flavor so much because it yeah. does deaden that pepper at the end a little bit. And, yeah. and, and, and I think I'd rather... Put a few drops of water yeah. in though to yeah. keep to well, keep it room temp. Too. You know, what I mean, yeah. I just I, I don't know how anybody drinks cold bourbon, man. I don't. I had it on a big last Thursday. I had a couple of them on a big rock, and it was it was damn good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, at what like with single malt scotch, not with all of it, but I got these. They're cubes. You just put them in the refrigerator. They're not ice cubes mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Like stones. I got stones. Stones. Yeah. 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 And, and I used to put that in some of the single malt scotches, and it really brought out more flavor to some of them. Really? Yeah. Just by making it colder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it never got cold. It got cool. Well, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you're not adding water, right? No, you're not really no. changing nothing chemically. No. You're just changing yeah. the temperature. Yeah. It, in other words, it would be like a European room temperature, basement temperature. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it it's just and not all of the single malts, but uh, I hit a eighteen year old I think it was a Highland single malt Scotch, and boy that just really did it with that one. But now I would never ever put those stones in like a a good Macallan. I would mm-hmm. never do that. Mm-hmm. So, and you're not you haven't done much with single malt scotch, have you? Not much. No. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to buy three bottles. I've got one over there, <coughs> and we'll we'll see what happens. One time, and this has been years ago, and I I couldn't believe this. I was in uh, Costco 
in Kentucky, and they had their liquor store there. And I have no idea who makes their single malt scotch. They hit a 24-year-old big bottle, liter <laughs> single malt scotch, 24 years old, and it was like 70 bucks. Really? For and, like a big boy, 175 liter? Yeah, and it was <laughs> excellent. I mean, it was really wow. good. So, that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've had the McAllen uh, 12 and 18. Yeah. Is all their stuff single malt? It's whatever oh, little yeah, Charlie's all, had. All McCallum. Because ain't it like a double, double cask or something? They they say on the bottle. Could be. Know. They've got so many different things. That's yeah. So yeah. I'm not but sure they, what it I, was. they're all single malt. McCallum's okay. all single malt. Yeah, they're both phenomenal. I mean, they were compared to like Johnny Walker Red and Black. I mean, holy cow. Well, there. I tell you, there's a lot of good single malt scotches out there. I mean, it's. Uh, I just got out of the habit of drinking them, and because the. The bourbon and rye are more versatile. You know, a lot of your single malts kind of taste the same. Yeah. It's and, starting to get to be single malt season, though, I think. You know, yeah. with that peatiness and the... Oh, the, yeah. The cold, the, the cold per, weather. Yeah, perfect in single malt Late scotch. fall. Yeah. Yeah, late fall and single malt scotch go together. I'm really kind of curious what that uh, Johnny Walker high rye is supposed to taste like. I'm not, I'm not, Some, something I'm fairly not, new came out within this past year, I think. Maybe I should get a blended scotch and mix it up. <laughs> It'll be like comparing all these others to this Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, t tonight, uh, uh, when we get to the, the beer podcast, it should be interesting with the, this will be our second pizza one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Classic pizza. There's only there's three pizza places in Batesville that make their own dough, and Ison Classic and uh, the the uh, the Pizza Haas buys it from Clem Schmidt's yeah. Bakery, yeah. but it's not made the same way as like uh, Ison's and. Uh, classic have Hobart mixers and what they do they mix this gigantic batch and then they put them in little balls mm -hmm. and then they put them in the refrigerator then the next day they roll them out for pizzas and uh, let them prove first I, I think if I'm not mistaken I think Schmitz rolls the dough for him and then wraps it and sends it over and it's a little little different little different deal. And you used to own Classic, right, you said? Yes, yes, yeah. And, in fact, um, my son Larry uh, developed his own pizza sauce, which Chris still uses a Classic. And, um, like, Ison's pizza's great. They use mozzarella and a provolone. Uh, Classic uses a light smoke provolone, which is a creamier one. But see, like mozzarella, if you hit all mozzarella, you take mozzarella and you pull it apart and it's stringy. Mm -hmm. And where the creaminess, if you, if you wanted to eat a piece of cold pizza, 
you're better off with the mozzarella. If you want a piece of pizza in the morning or something, and you throw it in the microwave, the provolone, or the combination of provolone and mozzarella. Yeah. And provolone's more expensive. Yeah. So, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I had, in fact, I had uh, Chris on yesterday for a podcast. And, yeah, I've known him. They, he grew up with my kids. Oh, okay. You know I mean? It's, uh, uh, so what he, were you doing back when you owned it as far as the dough went? We started out or? we started out with JTM and my son Larry was running it and JTM sent us the dough already in in the pizza, you know, twelve inch, sixteen mm-hmm. inch, small ones. So we didn't have to do anything there. Uh, I bought a Snappy tomato pizza in Cincinnati, which their pizza was awful, but great commercials it, though. Huh? Great, great commercials though. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I I, I got it a real deal. The rent was cheap and everything. But one, Larry had a manager and he'd run back and forth, and the one thing he had there that I wanted was that Hobart mixer. So oh. Larry moved that to Batesville, <laughs> and and he made, but he made dough for him, and he he sent it in, and uh, I there was a rude awakening that the uh, snappy tomato, in in that area, that Fairfield area, you know, you had La Rosa's, you had. Uh, Papa John's, you hit every pizza imaginable, and they're flooding the market with coupons. So uh-huh. it was really rough to compete with that because they had multi stores, multi advertising budgets uh, because of the stores. The snappy Tomato, they didn't give I'm you pretty much sure it was stuff. a Snappy over there in Brookville years ago, wasn't it? Up I'm there by sure. the lake? I think um, by the lake there, yeah, where it's some big boys. There's a Subway there boys now. now, I think. Big yeah, boys by, by Gilman's. Yeah. Yeah, but it, the the thing is, some guy out of nowhere came in. We were, I, I don't know, maybe a year, and we weren't losing money, but it wasn't worthwhile. And uh, Larry says, some guy comes, came in and wants to buy it. I said, let's, let's get rid of that damn thing. <laughs> you know? and we got the Hobart mixer. Yeah, so we, we got the Hobart you know, mixer. We got the Hobart mixer. Because I tell you, at the time, now this goes... This goes back to maybe 1990, and that Hobart mixer was about 5,600 bucks. Now they're twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. But they, wow. you you can't hurt them. You change oil, you get another mixer, you rebuild them two or three times. A Hobart change oil pretty, once pretty a good year. Pretty good-sized mixer, right? Like oil, how, how oil big are we talking about? Yeah. And heavy, big, big yeah. time mixer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's... Uh, I think it's about that big around. Yeah. I mean, you... And... Uh, I've seen it over there, Classic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when you go in, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's right now. And <laughs> it's... I, I mean, there's something about fresh dough. I mean, it, it's that commissary crap. Even but when Buddy LaRosa started out as Papa Gino's, he made his own dough and mm-hmm. he had his own sauce. And, and as he grew, when he went from Papagino to the La Rosa's and all these stores, everything's commissary. 
Yeah. You know, you, nobody makes their own dough. They change the sauce. They, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a... Just like There's a place over in Dayton I eat at when I worked there. It's called Flying Pizza, and they literally, you know, they'll throw it up in yeah. the air and spin it around. So, so you know they're making their own yeah. dough. Yeah. At least I think they're. Yeah. <laughs> they may be grabbing other people's and <laughs> throwing it well, up. Well, we're gonna we're about 20 minutes away from Chris bringing his pizza out, um, and since we only have three of us here today, it's kind of a short podcast we're only about 33 minutes so uh, anything else you want to talk about before we hang up <laughs> just call call today and and do our lengthy uh beer beer uh tasting yeah i think they, I, I think they, they asked the speaker today did you see that no i don't <laughs> <laughs> i they i figured that would yeah but but you know i'll tell you if if any of you listeners have not tried any Irish whiskey, you should really try it to go with your bourbon, your rye, or tequila, whatever, because there is some really good Irish whiskey, and it it's a different taste. Uh, the red the red breast twelve with the uh, cast strength is my favorite. But there's some other really, really good ones at McConnell's. I love McConnell's. That one finished in the, the cask, the, yeah. the red and wine cask. Was and really what's good. the one, the Fighting, fighting, fighting 69? That's a yeah. good one, I too. love that one. Yeah. So, so is there quite a few that's got cask strength or no? I think the Red Breast is the only one I've seen yes. at the store. I mean, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head, yeah. Most of them are in the, what, 90s? 90s, yeah. Well, yeah. most of them. The well, cheaper ones are all going to be 80. Well, yeah. yeah. And then you get the ones like the, the McConnell's. The step up and it's yeah. in the yeah. 90 and, range. And 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 I think like like Green Spot, that's yeah. a more expensive one. Yeah, they're one. good. Yeah, the Yellow Spot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, well, anyway, we're going to call it a day. Let's go out with the National Anthem. Okay, thank everybody for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I will talk to you on the next podcast.